a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. As KSL News Radio's Nick Wyatt just informed us, uh, breaking news Department of Justice has announced a challenge to the new abortion law in the state of Texas. In fact, we're going to go live to the. Uh, uh, Department of Justice. Uh, listen to Merrick Garland as he lays out that case. Uh, let's take a listen. Every moment they need it. This kind of scheme to nullify the Constitution of the United States is one that all Americans, whatever their politics or party, should fear. If it prevails, it may become a model for action in other areas, by other states, and with respect to other constitutional rights and judicial precedents. Nor need one think long or hard to realize the damage that would be done to our society if states were allowed to implement laws that empower any private individual to infringe on another's constitutionally protected rights in this way. The United States has the authority and the responsibility to ensure that no state can deprive individuals of their constitutional rights through a legislative scheme specifically designed to prevent the vindication of those rights. That's Merrick Garland, U.S. Attorney General, announcing that the Department of Justice uh, has uh, filed a civil lawsuit against the uh, new abortion law in the state of Texas. And he has uh, been making the case that the the focus of this, which is one of the more controversial components of the Texas law, uh, is that an individual citizen could sue uh, someone who had performed an abortion on uh, someone else. And so that civil part of those lawsuits, I think, is what uh, Merrick Garland, as U.S. Attorney General, is saying is problematic. Uh, so that will be interesting. We'll continue to follow that and monitor that as we go through the afternoon here on KSL News radio, and again, I think that's uh, the the big point of what uh, Merrick Garland is stating today uh, is this individual component where individuals can sue uh, based on an abortion being performed, and I think that's where things are are going to be debated. I think that's where uh, the arguments are going to go, and uh, much more to come on that as we roll through the day. Well, we know that the president's going to speak to the nation in about two hours from now, talking about the pandemic and where we are. But it's time to get past just the headlines of the pandemic, which we've been listening to for a year and a half. And it's time to dig a little bit deeper. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. 
Well, President Biden is set uh, to give a speech today about his six-step plan that has been slowly just kind of uh, working its way into the public space. That started with a few leaks yesterday, followed by some confirmations and a few more specifics. And I believe there'll even be some more uh, rollout before the president actually takes to the podium, which is scheduled for 3 p.m. Utah time today. The question, of course, will be what will he say? And the bigger question to me is, Will this be a moment that matters to the American people? Uh, Do they trust the president? Do they trust the administration? Do they uh, trust the CDC? Uh, We we have to dig into that just a little bit deeper. Now, yesterday, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked by a reporter in the press conference uh, if this new plan would actually impact people. Here's this exchange. Those new steps influence uh, the average American's day-to-day life. Should we expect any new mitigation recommendations as an example? It depends on if you're vaccinated or not. Uh, so, uh, again, a little vague there from uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Uh, she did uh, continue on. She did start to lay out a few of the details in terms of what the president will discuss today. There are six steps the president's announcing. There will be new components, as I noted and you noted. Uh, some of that will be related to access to testing. Some will be related to uh, mandates. Uh, some will be related to how we ensure kids are protected in schools. But there will be new components um, that, sure, will, of course, impact people across the country. But we're also all working together to get the, the virus under control, to return to our, our normal lives. And uh, I know many people, I'm sure, are looking forward to hearing what the president has to say. Press Secretary Jen Psaki was also asked uh, if the president had a kind of a mission accomplished moment, uh, being a little overconfident in July. And did he give Americans sort of a false sense of where we are uh, in terms of the pandemic and what might come next? But did that give Americans a false sense? I mean, the title of the speech was celebrating Independence Day and independence from COVID-19. The president said we gained the upper hand against the virus in July. Was that premature? Well, the reason we're here is because people have not gotten vaccinated, 80 million of them. Uh, not because of any other reason, not because of a speech, not because of CDC guidance, uh, not because of uh, any other reason. And so what our objective is from the federal government is to continue to take bold and ambitious steps to get more people vaccinated and protect more people. That's what our focus is on. Again, challenging uh, stuff for Press Secretary Jen Psaki. She uh, she did get defensive a little bit yesterday, was very defensive in the uh, press conference today. Uh, In fact, she was uh, asked by one reporter if the speech today, again, scheduled for 3 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, was that a reaction to the president's continuing low poll numbers? As the White House knows well, the president's poll numbers have dropped, according to polls from a variety of different outlets right now. Do you acknowledge that the public now has some doubts about the president's handling of the virus? And is today's announcement in some ways an effort to try to right that? This is not a political speech, and it's certainly not about poll numbers. Uh, What we can acknowledge, and you've seen in a lot of these polls, is that the number one issue, number two issue, number three issue for many Americans is COVID and what we're doing. And we have done a lot of work over the last couple of months, even as we've had conversations and talked about a range of other issues, whether it's Afghanistan or Build Back Better or other issues in this room and uh, in many forms of media we engage with. Uh, So it's an acknowledgement of that. So, uh, again, uh, laying out a little bit of what we expect to hear from the president a little later on today. And I, I think the challenge for the president, uh, and again, I'm, I'm one who roots for presidents of both parties when they stand in front of the American people or when they stand in front of the world. 
uh, we need to root for our presidents. And I think that the President Biden has struggled over the last month. Uh, clearly, the challenges in Afghanistan, uh, the administration uh, did not do a great job in the communication strategy. You can you can debate the policy strategy. That's a completely different matter. Uh, but it's the communication strategy, because one of the things that we have that is a real epidemic in this country is a lack of trust. We have lost trust in government. We've lost trust in institutions. Uh, we've even lost e- uh, trust in each other, which I think is the is the real tragedy. And I, I think what the president has to recognize is this is what he was elected to do. Uh, We always say that uh, when the sea is calm and the breeze is light and the sun is warm, every boat on the sea has a great captain. The test is when the wind blows and the waves crash and the storm is all around. That's what you have to do. And I think the president needs to take control today and show a level of competency uh, that he can do what he was hired to do by the American people. And that is going to require an infusion, a major infusion of a different kind of capital. It's called trust capital. And the president has to deliver that today. We'll, we'll cover it live here at KSL News Radio. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.